Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. It's Monday, November 1st, a little bit after 2 o'clock. Are you going to cheer me up today? Uh, I'll try. Um, adding to my somber mood, I stumbled across the city paper that you can do uh, the best of Toledo voting. Mm-hmm. And uh, the podcast wasn't listed. <laughs> you were, though. No. Yes, you were. Did you not know that? No, 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 no. I just, I looked. I didn't, the station is on there and I saw Lynn and Cliff. Um, I'm not listed at all. Okay, so I have a couple thoughts about that. For You are listed as best local celebrity. So. <laughs> Shut up. Are I'm not kidding? even kidding. No. And I was going to screenshot it and send it to you. <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, because... I was a little down that I didn't see the podcast on there, but I've kind of moved on from this. But it still it hurts a little bit. And then I got to best DJ, and Manny's there, but one time's not. So if he's oh. not if he's not on best DJ, uh, I mean it, I, it's a popularity contest. Then throw the whole contest away. <laughs> kind, I mean, there is no one better in the area at what they do than him. I, I mean, I would know it. I've booked him. Yeah. But um, so I have a couple theories about that. Like you and your personality, you're the opposite of asking someone to do something for you in this way. So a lot of I mean, I've seen a lot of um, begging. Yeah, I'm just trying to be nice about it. Like, I'm just I'm just trying to be nice about it. Like, I've seen a lot of people campaigning for others to vote for them. Like it's one thing when you're like now to get to where you are now and then you say vote for me. But even the nominate us, don't forget to nominate us, don't forget to do this, don't forget to do that. So, and you're you're not that guy. So it would, I think I also saw that our podcast wasn't listed, but that was because we we didn't even make mention of it. You know, like we didn't discuss it at all, let alone like, ask people to nominate us three years ago i thought it was important simply to like inject my name back out into the stratosphere Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i was back on the radio so i thought it was important and i last year i was like vote for jesse's crew and and they've got like two years two nominations and um they've got good support so but again i'm i'm gonna find what did you say celebrity <laughs> Local celebrity, yeah. Right. Like, I'm glad the radio station made it. Um, local, po- what what would that be under? Community. Community. Okay. Also, to your point, um, I was li- I've been dying to find a new podcast to listen to, and I usually dig into like history stuff. And I stumbled across one today, and it was an Abraham Lincoln one. And this was about, I'll make this very brief. Um, the professor, whoever it was, was giving a Saturday morning lecture to his class. Talk, and it was about leadership. And he was using Abraham Lincoln. Um, and he said there's two kinds of, there's two kinds of people who, uh, I guess, seek leadership. And, and I'm not explaining this well, but the bottom line was there's two kinds of people. Somebody that walks into a room and says, hey, everybody, it's me. And there's another kind of person that walks into a room and go. Who are you? And says, who are you? Um, he talked about Lincoln being the latter. And I I choose to be that way as well. That's why some, I believe my humility and modesty doesn't often co- come off that way. But it's hard to do it with what I do. But for the most part, I, would, I, I do endeavor to do those things. 
Yeah. And I think that you're also someone that like acknowledges that you have made your path in this community. Like people know who you are, regardless of if it's the best of Toledo or not. People who listen to our show love our show. And we interact with more people like every day in our own lives that say, hey, I'm going to listen to your show just based on you know, the conversations that we have. And I think you're also somebody that really looks out for other people. So I remember last year you really supported Jesse and you still do the 419 grind. Um, and you, you still do. And Jesse is very much building his brand and he's doing a phenomenal job at it. So it would make sense. I think they got like five nominations and in different categories and congratulations to them you know what I mean? It's Jesse's time to kind of build his brand and you support that. You know what I mean? You support other people because like it's regardless of who wins, it's not just their, it's, our city is big enough for all of us, you know? I found the category and this category is. <laughs> Aren't you on with Mel Andrews too? It's like Melissa and you. Chris Peterson, Chris Crystal, Peterson, Crystal Bowersox, me, Jamie Farr, Melissa, and across the hallway, Denny's producer, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't really know. Um, I know you, Melissa, and Chris Peterson, and that's, you know, obviously that's pretty much it. But I thought that was really funny. I was just like, oh, I'm so glad you found out about it live on the podcast. Did you press record, by the way? Because this is great. <laughs> yeah. You know, and your reaction was hilarious. <laughs> so my dad always gives me, like, he thinks it's, it's, the math is different for my dad because mm -hmm. Philadelphia is five times bigger than, than yeah. the Toledo area. Yeah, huge. So the, the math of popularity is different. Like, when he thinks of, like, a popular person in Philadelphia, he thinks of Joel Embiid, a, an athlete or something, and... Um, and he, he does view me in some ways as a Toledo celebrity, mm -hmm. almost in kind of like a, a mocking way. He, I can't explain it, but he, he does often refer to me as like a local celebrity or what does Toledo think of you today? And just the, uh. the, to hear it come from him, like it's part joking, but it's also part serious and he's, he's proud, but yeah. wait, let me show him a website that has me listed as local celebrity and he will lose it. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, but it's also so true. Like you can, you can be like at a grocery store two aisles down talking with somebody and somebody in the next aisle will hear your voice and know it's you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's very true. And I think that, um, like I said, regardless of your path here in Toledo, people know you, you've made a name for yourself and you've done well. So, I mean, I know that you think it's ridiculous, but at the same time, like you absolutely deserve to be there. Like, I wonder who voted for you. Like that good for them, <laughs> you know? I, I never won Toledo 20 under 40, but maybe I'll just take, I'll take this. Um, <laughs> let's, let's come back to voting in a second because tomorrow is election day, but yeah. more, more notoriety. So, when you make the local news, it's not often good. And yeah. yesterday, as you know, because I did see your high <laughs> message, but I was was offline yesterday. But I, I I do get up really early on Monday mornings, like like the old hours. I was up at like four today, and I open up. Uh, I I get to Twitter and I have all these <laughs> mentions. 
And I see that Mary from The Blade, who has been telling me for weeks she was writing a candy corn article and that I had inspired her to come up with, she thought she was challenged to come up with an alcoholic candy corn dessert or drink. I wasn't, I'm like, it wasn't a challenge. It was like, our martinis were good. I didn't know that I was going to be the catalyst. You were at the center. For her her article. Um, Yeah. And the article, for those that don't read The Blade, it starts out, candy corn is Eric Chase's kryptonite. (laughs) It it is. It's funny. I had no idea that she was going to make me the, the center of this thing, but I appreciate it. And... The drink looks. Did you look? Did you look at it in the, in the recipe? I didn't. No, I saw. It, I read some of the article, but I didn't look at the recipe. No, it's a uh, candy corn, boozy chocolate candy corn pudding cups. Ooh. Um, I haven't had pudding, and I told Mary this. I can't remember when I last had pudding, but it it looks good. And uh, yeah, usually when you make the paper, it's not a great thing. And now there will be some people. That will just hate me forever because because of my connection to candy corn, whatever it is. It's gross, but it has it's made me laugh over the last like thirty or sixty days because most people that come on like you're like okay, how do you feel about candy corn? We we talk about all this serious shit like homelessness, um, elections, the state of our city, you know, violence. And then as we bring people on and get their input, it's like, okay, on a lighter note, tell me how you feel about candy corn. Cause I need to build an army and it's looking pretty small. <laughs> it's great. So I saw that and I, I just laughed out loud. I loved it. Rhonda, Rhonda emailed me back on Friday. I guess she hadn't seen one of my emails uh. and she loved being asked about candy corn, but you're right. <laughs> I mean, we, I want to address serious things here because it, it needs Things need to be addressed. And I've evolved from Mm -hmm. who I was as a broadcaster. But there will always be levity there. So I think it's it's important to um, inject that. And now people can be done with candy corn for the next 11 months. Thank God. Put your Halloween uh, Halloween decorations away. And I know some people were waiting until the last trick-or-treater to arrive and then leave last night so they could pull all their shit down, put the skeletons in the boxes, and hang Santa Claus up. I want to know, so that's definitely not me because I love Thanksgiving so much. So my house, I have not decorated. I'm not going to have a tree up this year. We know I'm like itching to get out of here. So I could, I could care less, but, um, I like Thanksgiving. So I will take down like the skeleton, but I'll keep up the pumpkin and like the, you know, the fall foliage kind of style look until Thanksgiving day or Black Friday. And then I'll put up the Christmas stuff. Um, but like, okay, so it's for Halloween and the fall, it's candy corn for the spring it's peeps, but what is it for, um, Christmas? Like what's the food? I'm sorry for the, for the holidays in general, not just Christmas, Alex, be inclusive. What is the food that is consumed and it's not, don't tell me fruitcake cause I've never seen That's a fruitcake anyway. Right. I, like, what is it? You know what I, I can't think of it. I get where you're going, and you're you probably hit the nail on the head with peeps. Um, I don't I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask for. Christmas. Do we think it's a candy cane? Is it candy yeah. canes? Yeah. Yeah, and 
I'm a candy cane person. I don't need them. If I see an interesting looking candy cane flavor, like the rainbow colored ones, Mm -hmm. I'll take that. But we're looking for something that's more reviled or at least controversial, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, can't, yeah. What, what is it that it, like it's hit or miss on what, on what people like in the, during the holidays? Somebody tell us, somebody tweet us, tweet Eric, not me. I won't see it. Um, since you brought it up, how like pumpkins kind of transcend Halloween and are a fall thing. This dessert of Mary's would be a, a great dish to serve at Thanksgiving and I'm done. I'm done. No more candy corn. I swear for the next 11 months. Ugh. No, that's gross. Um, so tomorrow is election day, and obviously we've talked about a lot of the issues. Um, but then I was thinking, not, you can't vote on any of them, any of the ones that we've talked about. I did try to pull up what you're eligible to vote for, mm-hmm. but I need your driver's license number to see who and what you can vote for. Because Toledo mayor, no. Uh, The TARD attacks, no. The zoo, I don't think so. And the Mm. Imagination Station, I don't think so. And I think there's a Metro Parks one, which is a maybe. So, right. Like, I I think about that sometimes, and I get, not that I get, like, a little bitter for it. I do love where I live, but I am waiting. Like, obviously, I'm waiting for my opportunity to get out of Wood County and into Lucas so that I can be more involved, like, you know, on the podcast, professionally, and civically like civilly like you know that way like voting and doing my duty um but yeah so i can't i can't really vote on anything but it, it is a goal to get into lucas county so we'll we'll get there i'm guessing you would vote I, here's my prediction and it's just a gut feeling and in that gut feeling there's no data or analytics i think cardi's gonna get destroyed i think yeah. there will be a part of him not that he'd ever say public. Like I think he he might see some totals that that has him asking himself, "Why did I do this?" Um, and that's just just how I think that's going to go. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I I do hope that we see a better turnout though than we saw um, in September because that like ew, that made me a little sad. And again, I find it to be incredibly ironic that there's so much interest in running. For these seats, but there hasn't been an increase in voters. Like, where's the disconnect there? You know, is is it like our only, you know, civic duty is going to be to run and change things? And like, if we are not running, then we don't really care. You know what I mean? It, I, I don't get it. I think it's the case whenever there's not a presidential election. Like, that's what draws people to the polls. I think Dan and Max said last week, somewhere like near 30% will be the turnout this year. And mm-hmm. from what I've seen early on in early voting, it's been as predicted. So it'll be more than like the eight or nine, like three times as more, but it won't be a high turnout. Um, there's also uh, another thing that I think is, is overlooked, but pretty damn important. And that is moving the Toledo primary elections to like May, which gotcha. aligns it with more normal primaries around, I think, the state and the country. Um, don't don't feel like I you'll be judged negatively, but are you even going to vote? Um, since yeah, like, it dep- no, I don't know a lot of the issues in Wood County. Like I've seen some, um, I, I have in the past, but I I hadn't really thought about it this year. Yeah, they've been. There haven't been any any major things to talk about, but yeah. So no. plug your driver's license in and see if there's anything of interest. And if you're not going to vote, I I completely understand. I mean, you. I mean, 
Go ahead. You live there, and your soul is in Toledo. Your <laughs> professional life is deeply connected to policies and politics in Toledo. So I could see why you'd be like, I, I, it's not worth voting. Like, I don't, there's nothing of interest. I don't, I'm not connected to anything. Yeah, I mean, I do, obviously, I vote for the major things, and there's always local things on the ballot, so I'll make sure I know what's going on and, and make sure, you know what I mean? So I, but I, yeah, I like, my my heart is in Toledo, so, like, I, for, I even forget that I live in Wood County, and it's really funny, because whenever I engage with people in Toledo and they say, well, where do you live? I'm like, mm, Wood County, and, like, I feel bad about it. I'm just, it's almost like a not shame in any way but you're right like i'm so involved in all things toledo that when people find out you live in perrysburg and it's like listen i've been here since i moved from cleveland like i'm just i'm trying to go like just let the housing market give me an opportunity how uh speaking of houses mm -hmm. how was uh your halloween and any trick-or-treating you might have took taken part in you know, it was it was fun. My friend had a party on Saturday night, so I had some like adult time um, and I didn't have as many like work restrictions so I could really enjoy myself. It was superhero themed, but we had to come up with our own um, and you'll get a kick out of this. We had to come up with our like who we would be as a superhero or what our superpower would be. And I was on acid. A-U-N-T acid, like ant acid, but aunt acid, Got because it. I get acid reflux all the time. So I dressed as a Pepto-Bismol bottle. I like it. <laughs> With a cape. And I like saved everyone from acid reflux and heartburn and indigestion. Um, so that was my costume. That was my superpower. It, it actually turned out pretty good. It, I waited until the very last minute because that's just who I am. And so Saturday was the party and Saturday morning, mom and I got up and went out and got my costume essentials. And thank God that Walmart has every tacky thing possible for me to find, but also good stuff. They had some really cute clothes there, so I might go back and buy some. So I'm not hating on Walmart, but they absolutely had a Pepto-Bismol pink, like, uh, Long John out like set that was six bucks. <laughs> like it was so easy. Um, and everything else we just kind of DIY'd. I was really proud of myself. I made a cape too and I did not have bad. What color was the cape? Pink. All pink? <laughs> yeah, so it was all pink. And then on uh, acid, like we had like gorilla glued onto the back of it and that was yellow. And then I had like a royal blue belt that I had Velcroed some. Pepto Bismol bottles too, as like my weapons. So I love it. I love it. Um, that was pretty good, and my my friends and I had a really good time. It was nice to see them. And then uh, Sunday, obviously, is tradition. Always, I'm with my nephews for trick or treating. I have been since they were born, and that was nice. So we went out to Bowling Green. They call it the Bird Streets of Bowling Green. So we were out there, and Thomas and I went, and we just kind of walked around with the kids. Very funny though, like make sure your kids take naps because Colin is three and he did not take a nap and he tuckered out after, oh God, like trick-or-treating started at 6.30 and I would say by like 7.15 he was done. Like he was on Thomas's shoulders and then he, we had to take him down because he started to doze off on top of his shoulders and so we had to put him into the wagon. Uh, but his, his um, he was cat boy and for most of the day he wore his costume and he had super cat speed 
running off in his super cat speed, but he did not have it by the end of the night. So he was unsuccessful. Not out all night to save the day. Out for like, he, an, out for like an hour to get some candy. He was, he was not. Now Dash, however, Andrew was Dash from The Incredibles, and he was good for the night. And he was from house to house. And then when his brother got tired, he made sure to get candy for his brother. So that was well done of Andrew to be a good big brother and make sure that Colin still got candy because he was in the wagon basically sleeping. Like, I'm like, you know, Colin, did you have a nice time? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Did, uh, did you wear your costume while you were out with them? No, I am always Auntie Kitty. So I will be a cat forever. Um, and so I have these cat ears in my closet that I wear every year on Halloween and just put some eyeliner on my face and I'm Auntie Kitty. And I'm pretty sure I'll be Auntie Kitty until they're 20. How, how many kids were out on the streets? Oh God, it, their streets are always, like their streets are really crowded in general with kids. I remember during the pandemic, it was just like a playground 24 seven, just kids out all the time. Um, so they were packed like it just we had to walk in the street. So Thomas and I were just kind of strolling behind everybody, just kind of watching and enjoying the, the night. And we ended up walking in the street just because there were so many kids and parents trying to all fit on one sidewalk. So everybody was respectful and they didn't want to walk in people's yards. So they were all trying to stay on the sidewalk. So there was like traffic jams at like all the time. There's so many kids in that neighborhood. It's insane. It was funny. Good. I miss those days of trick-or-treating. Yeah. Oh, you should come with us one day. Perhaps. Um, yeah, I, I miss the days when kids lined the streets, and it's not like that anymore. For things that we talked about on, on Friday, I, I, I'd like to take a one-year moratorium on trunk-or-treats. Like, just stop them for a year. It's that you know it at least it didn't stop any of the kids i mean at this point kids just get multiple opportunities to get all right. sorts of candy but like th the thing that i enjoy so much is it's after dark and you're traditionally not out walking around after dark so it already feels like a special night and then um in this neighborhood specifically like these people go all out with their houses and their decorations and like from one house to the other there's like music being played and there's fire pits and the adults are enjoying themselves and then you just see and hear kids running around screaming and the police are driving around in the fire department. So it's, it really is just, I love his neighborhood for that because it's something that as a kid, I would have lived, I would have counted down the days um, for that kind of Halloween. Uh, it, it really is just nice. And it's like a, it's a, like a real sense of community, I guess. It's a big, it's kind of a big neighborhood. I mean, you could walk it all, but we didn't. Like we probably did three quarters of it um, and then ended up going back just in time for the rain, by the way, because it started to pour when we were walking back. But otherwise, it was great. Good. I'm glad it was a good Halloween. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an idiot. Why? Well, I know you, you, you probably saw that picture that I posted on Friday night, but I'll explain it for anybody that, that has not seen it. Um, my street was one of the streets that was repaired by Toledo this, uh, this year. <laughs> And it took longer than I thought because when they put the first paving down, I thought that was it. There were still, uh, I mean, they could have left it alone, but I get it. There was another, another slab that had to be put down to level out um, sewers and other things that came up from the street. And it looks phenomenal. Like, it didn't need to be paved. I don't know how we got on the list. 
because my street is not treacherous and the whole neighborhood is very well taken care of. Airport is a little different, but um, my circle got paved. And we were still doing things up until a couple of weeks ago, like finishing uh, the sewers. Like, I guess they put new sewer grates in. So they had ripped up all the grass and they put the grass aside. Then they put like something that looked like spray paint on the grass. And then they dug, they dug that up and put grass in. And they're still, it, it still doesn't look finished. So on Thursday night, I came home. There was uh, a balloon tied to all of the sewers on the street. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. finally, they're going to they're gonna finish this up and they're just marking it like these are the ones that have to be completed. Well, no. dumbass me didn't realize that was for Halloween and that the only thing missing was them putting a clown near the sewers because it was meant to be um, an homage to it. So, so, So you didn't think that right away? Nope. I figured they were working on the sewers. With balloons? <laughs> I thought that immediately, and as soon as you said it was on, like, I could understand if it's just on one sewer, I'm like, haha, very funny. On all of them, like, that was, that was, I, I live for Halloween pranks. I think we need more of them in our city. Like, we don't have enough, like, harmless ones, if that makes any sense. Like, ones that make you talk and, like, make you laugh, but none that, like, cause pro- property damage or whatever. Um, so I thought that was hilarious, and I thought it was great, and that was what I thought of immediately. Not for a second. I, oh, my God. Only because <laughs> the, neighbor, the neighborhood is so quiet and friendly, but uneventful. Um, sure. That's why I just figured it was like the last stage marking something to complete the, the sewers and the gutters to finishing the street paving. But, nope, it was for Halloween. And, and I if it was only one, then I would have instantly. But because it was all of them on my street, which was repaved yeah so i i'm an idiot that might be the only thing about hollow that might be the one thing i miss like how you said you wish there wasn't as many trunk or treats i miss the atmosphere of mischief um but not i don't want anybody's property to be dam property to be damaged i don't want anybody to be hurt but that you never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, sure, you get an egg to your door. Like, all right, fine. You know what I mean? Maybe somebody TPs the tree out outside of your house. I don't live in a house, so I'm like, it's not going to bother me. But I would. That was the one thing about the atmosphere of Halloween, especially when we were leaving my brother's house yesterday and driving back home, and it was dark. It was kind of an eerie night too. Like there was something about the clouds and the sky and just the kind of night it was. But there wasn't enough mischief. There wasn't, you know what I mean? It was just cute. That's all. So when I was growing up, the night before Halloween had a name. Mischief Night. Did it? So yeah, apparently Thomas says it's Devil's Night in that's Detroit. A, that's a Michigan thing. Yeah. And I yeah. guess like outside of Michigan and parts of the Northeast, Halloween Eve is just the night before Halloween. But yeah, when I was growing up, it was Mischief Night. And um, I was not allowed to go out. <laughs> my parents didn't want me in trouble. When I was a kid, my dad had a Dodge Colt, like a really old, small car. And uh, Mischief Night struck that car. It was turned perpendicular to the sidewalk the morning he came out after Mischief Night. Oh, my God. Who yeah. did it? You or Paul? I didn't do, No, There's some some heathens in the neighborhood. But How? Because st- the car was light. You could take four people and turn it sideways. It was very easy. 
Oh, see, that's what I like that. I mean, that kind of stuff. And so maybe it's the child in me. Like it's the, like, maybe that's just, I need that a little bit of that. Um, but like kids on bikes that we know, like there was maybe one, one instance last night where I was leaving my brother's house. It was pouring rain. And I, I found Colin outside trying to get to his bag of candy, like in his underwear. And I'm like, go back inside, you know, and he went back inside and he didn't close the door. So I was like, close the door as I was leaving. And I guess there were some teenagers walking up the street and somebody in a scream mask, like mocked me. And they're like, close the door. But they tried <laughs> to say it in like a really like villainy kind of way. And I was just like, go home, kid. But it was, but you know what I mean? I'm like, good for you guys for being out. I hope you're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened to my dad's car was exactly the kind of harmless mischief night fun like he that you talked about, and he was totally fine with it. I think I, I feel like I remember we were we were happy that it wasn't a, a bigger cleanup like toilet papering or or eggs, which can be damaging to this uh, particular surface. I mean, all I did was just put the car in reverse and turn and go about his morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just something kind of cool. Like I'll take that. I'll I'll take something kind of fun, innocent, not going to bother anybody, but it's funny, you know. Yeah. So, uh last couple of things. Did you watch the Boba the Boba Fett trailer? I didn't. I just saw Chuck shared something like as you were talking about something else, I just so happened to see it. So, no, I didn't, but I'll go look at it. Yeah, I don't know if I, so I'm not a, a Boba Fett person. Like mm-hmm. I, as a kid, I never quite understood the stardom around the character who had minimal scenes. Uh-huh. And I guess that's part of that was part of the appeal in the 80s and 90s with his growing fandom. Like he was this mysterious masked char- character in Empire, and then in the next one, I mean, he really got killed. Spoiler, really fast, or so we thought, um, in Return of the Jedi. And I just never grasped why he was so popular and why people wanted him back. I think because he was a proof, proof of purchase mail away character in the 80s. Mm. Oh, where gotcha. You, you had to like cut out parts of boxes, collect them, save them, mail them away, and then they, the company mailed you the character. Um, but I was never that into it. So the fact that he's getting his own, I guess it's a show series. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. And I'm, I'm glad the actor that got to play him in the prequels gets to continue that role. Um, so I do like that actor. I don't know much about him either. So this is going to like, I imagine I'll have to do some like research and kind of look into it before I start or otherwise I'll be a little bit confused, but I'm here for it. Sorry. That's rude. I'm yawning. No. I'm here for it. Speaking of confusion, now that I'm I'm educated on all things Dune, I re- I'm rewatching it, and it's like it's it's pleasing and enjoyable. Now that I have a clue what's going on, yeah, I think that that was where they went wrong. Like there wasn't enough, um, and I like this is it wasn't one of those films where you could go into it and enjoy it without knowing about the stories in advance yeah and there's some films where you can like i find marvel to be that you know what i mean like i there's some things where you can just go in and your lay person can enjoy it dune was not one of those nope. so i spent the entire my entire theater theater experience trying to figure it out um but i but again i still love it i love the story the when I first watched like the first watch was not enjoyable. 
But then after all my Dunapediaing, like I found the second watch and I'm I'm almost done. I might not even finish it up because I I got what I wanted out of it. Like thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, I am I'm enjoying the um um Paul's mom. I've her, her name is escaping me. I probably Rebecca can't Rebecca Ferguson. Pronounce it. Yes, her character. So I'm enjoying her character and like whatever this backstory is with these nuns, like this women's only kind of I know they're not actual nuns, but that's the like that that's what I'm correlating them to. I am so interested to hear more about it and know what's going on and I hope they do a spin-off film just about them. Um, cuz I mean that's that was creepy. <laughs> like I, and demonic and enjoyable. I I agree from like her mother whoever that was like summoning mm-hmm. Paul with the voice. Mm-hmm. The voices and doing it right and then I finally understood the second watch when Leto the Oscar Isaac character asks his wife or the concubine, like, will you protect him um, mm-hmm. when he feels like he's going to get killed? And, she, and he goes, not, not my, not you, his mom, but like the, what is it? Bene Gesserit. The her Bene little, Gesserit, yeah. Her witch's cabal, which again, the, the similarities to Game of Thrones to me are, are eerie because that was like um, the lady in red and all her mystery oh, things. Oh, you think so? Just, th- that's what I thought of. I don't, I can't tell you what I thought of. I mean, I, I like, I don't know, but I, I am very curious to learn of like what's going on here. Like what's the power that they have. Um, I, I, I mean, it's not lost on me that I love a strong female lead and I love like a, a I, you can't even say non-traditional anymore. Cause we've had a couple decades of women playing roles like this. So um, I just, I just live for it every time. So yeah, and now I get the foreshadowing that he is some kind of prince. Very, again, Game of Thrones. Prophet, yeah. yeah. Some kind of prince that was promised from like mm-hmm. how he wore his pants and shoes mm-hmm. and other things that the natives seem to, to recognize in, in him. His preternatural way of understanding a foreign planet to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, last thing, I finished Squid Game and was thoroughly satisfied with the way that thing ended. Okay, but did you know? Because I knew pretty early on, and Thomas was like, you're lying. And I said, why else was this old-ass man? He was the only old person, like, really old person in this story. Like, like, of course it was some old rich man just living out his last days and trying to enjoy them. Like, I saw that from a mile away. Spoiler alert, by the way. No, no, I I didn't didn't know. Um, Something that I, I saved, I set aside and read this morning... There was foreshadowing and clues like when you see mm. the person in charge with the mask in one of those office rooms, his hand is very old, that of an old yep. person. He was player yep. he was player one. And I guess some of my alarms went off when you didn't see him get shot um, with the marbles game, but you we could have I could have rationalized that or reasoned that as saying nobody wants to see the old guy get blown away. Everybody else, that's fine. But we all had this the soft spot for him, but I get it. I guess that was a nice book end to, um, to make fun of our culture here in America, which it deserves how, um, what we will do and how we will kill for money because of the game that, that we have been put into and how that's true. So many old people are the ones pulling those strings, but for the game itself and the show outside of that, that analogy, um, the similarities, I greatly enjoyed it. I 
like how did you I, really? Yeah, like I liked that guy and how he would go in and out of uh, lucidity. Um, <laughs> he did a great job in in that in that role. And I don't know if that was a that he was playing that or what, but like the fact that. I don't even know these people's name, but the protagonist was desperately trying to play the marble game and, and the old guy had kind of lost it and he was coming in and out of recognizing things. And then the guy, the protagonist has all the marbles and the old guy pulls out one more. Yeah. Uh, like well, found- he was lying to him the entire time too. Like he was like, wait, what did I say? And he was, you said left, you said left, <laughs> you know, and he didn't, he said, right. Um, but he was playing on his like, um, elderly, you know, tendencies to forget things. It was, it was a, a, a potent show. I mean, so many shows these days leave us like one of two ways. We get really invested in something and then the conclusion sucks or, so that's 40% of the time. The other 40% of the time is where we get really pulled into a show and then there's a cliffhanger and then two years later we get maybe an unsatisfying next season. This I thought was the 20% where it's like, okay, cool, it set something up for the future, but it gave me a satisfying conclusion. I don't know. I just didn't, it, there wasn't anything like, uh, sure, it was original, you know, so I'm not going to say there wasn't anything like, unoriginal about it but I just I don't know I didn't enjoy it as everybody else I mean it was sure it was a good show I turned it on when I was bored or like Sunday mornings or maybe when I'm getting ready to go somewhere and I'm trying to like get dressed and find my outfits and like putts around the house but there wasn't anything that really made me sit down and like just watch it start to finish the last show I think I remember doing that start to finish obviously was Midnight Mass I even started you um, the new season of you. And besides the fact that Tati Gabriel was in it, like I didn't really love anything else about that either. I'm just like, all right, it was cool. Um, so I watched it slowly compared to other things that we know I am counting down for and then watching it immediately and not really stopping, like going (laughs) in a hole until I'm done with it. (laughs) So it just wasn't, it wasn't there for me. I get it. It was, uh, not for everybody was, was part of it the fact that did you watch it with subtitles or the dubbing uh was there english what do you mean the there what yeah so okay so it was dubbed. that was how it automatically came though got it got yeah it. so that was but i didn't know there was another option yeah i think if you dig into the netflix settings there's a variety of ways you can listen and watch and i found that oh. fa- i found that fascinating it probably because it's a netflix production some of the eerie music in the show uh, was used back in that show Dark from a couple of summers ago that I liked. And uh, one of the actresses in that show, or dub girls, whatever you want to call her, voiceover people, she played the young girl that we liked in Squid Game as well. So I guess oh, interesting. Netflix makes common use of people when they need to uh, translate things into English. Yeah, interesting. It's Eternals week. Do you care? I do care. I'm excited. It's getting lousy reviews. Really? Yeah. And I'm not surprised because this is like, this is like a whole new world. Like when's the last time this, and this happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. It was something that the average person didn't know, but you had some pretty familiar, you have familiar faces with this, but at that point, like the arrow was still going up for Marvel Mm. There was still intrigue. This is so foreign and so unique for what they've given us. Um, it wasn't like the 
breaking down of walls with like Shang-Chi, where it's like an entire cast of Asian Americans. Um, and, and then also like, isn't this similar to like Dune? This is going to be a film to set up more films in the future. Everything. That's everything with Marvel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, that's, I think the one thing the average Marvel fan has going for them. Mm-hmm. Um, this will probably open up the door to all the things post Avengers. And that's important to people that enjoy these movies. I think though, there's, I mean, there's two ways to do it. Like absolutely with all Marvel movies, almost all of them until it's really public that this is an end, like to the Avengers. We knew that the Avengers were going to be ending like the Avengers series. Like we know that the, the Avengers characters are going to keep going and they'll have their own stories, but we knew that that was coming to an end. So I feel like Eternals is going to be something similar, but there's films which are, I keep bringing it back to Dune, are a lot different in that, like, I imagine when we watched Black Black Panther, there was a beginning and an end. Like, I was satisfied at the end of the film, although I knew there was going to be more films after that. Like, um, Michael B. Jordan's character, like, sitting there watching the sunset, uh, you know, before he dies because he didn't want to go to prison. Like, I get... I understand, you know what I mean? And that would, that gave me some satisfaction where like Dune, it was just like, well, damn, now I've got to wait years before the next one comes out and I can really feel some like closure from, from anything, you know? And Marvel has perfected uh, the formula for better or for worse of giving us these experiences while Mm -hmm. introducing us to things, not, dilly-dallying with too much of the origin, but enough to get us up to speed on things and then making sure we know that there's something more to come and that person or that entity is big part of, will be a part of a larger universe. And yeah. with, with Dune, it was just... That's why this movie... It was hard to make the first one, like, 35 years ago. It was hard to do this. It's just very complicated. That's why I thought it would have been better off as a series, but um, the filmmaker had a, had a goal. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am looking forward to it. It might be a Thursday night movie for us, to be honest. This Thursday? So, yeah. Are you going Thursday of night? Of course. Fallen Timbers. It's our spot. Sometime when I get done work. So um, I think Thomas is off that day, so I'll see what he's up to. All right, and we we'll might we might meet you out there. What are you going to do with the rest of your day off? I've been really busy, and so I'm going to, like, I've, I wanted to wait until after we podcasted so that I could get into the shower and comb through my hair and deep condition it so I'm gonna slap on a deep conditioner put a bag over my head and wear it for a couple hours while I clean up and just kind of arrange myself for the week post those pictures please no no like I put my hair in two little I deep condition it and then keep it in there and like wrap it up in two pigtails and then if I don't have uh, um like a plastic cap I'll just go get a grocery bag and like tie it around my head <laughs> i will never send you that picture you will hold that over my head for life like i will ex- excel into like an executive director position and you'll say congratulations now here's your most embarrassing photo <laughs> yeah no i'll save all those for when you die um, <laughs> that reminds me when i was a kid my mom would all uh, dye her hair and it was a terrifying sight she would wear a garbage bag. She would take yeah. a garbage bag and then poke holes in the side for her arms and dye her hair. It was baffling yeah. as a young kid. 
So I do that, but I put it, it's a grocery bag and I put it on my head. So the other day though, I didn't have a grocery bag. So I had like an old plastic bag that the toilet paper came in. So I just used that. Cause like, whatever, you gotta get creative. So I'll get it done. You're, that's so funny though. You're a lot like my brother or my brother will like publicly call me my nickname on Facebook. And he's when I won 20 under 40, he was like, I almost did it. But I said, you know what? It's, it's not the right setting. And I said, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's embarrassing. I'll, I'll have a nice picture of you with your eyes open one day on my phone. <laughs> you know, that very picture, I'm sure if you press that button, that live button, you know, you can change the photos or if like yeah. you take a photo. Yeah. So I do that all the time. So I'm sure you could have gotten it with my eyes open. You just enjoy the ones oh, where I'm like, no, for every time I take a picture, it out. every time I take a picture of you, I make sure I, I take live photo off. <laughs> that, that way there's no way for you to fix it. Just make me look like a doofus. All right. I will, uh, I'll text you later. This, uh, this did make me feel better. It took my mind off things. I'm, I'm upset. I'm, I'm aching right now, but it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And it'll, it'll get better day by day and you're a local celebrity and people mm. love you. So, you know, I just truly enjoyed that real time reaction. That was great. Yeah, that was, that was not something I was expecting, but. <laughs> so you didn't make the list. Just. I know. I know. Like I've graduated <laughs> out of media and become locals. Like I'm up there with a guy from MASH. Come on uh, now. <laughs> All right, Congratulations. I'll, I'll text you later. <laughs> Bye.